how does your message and sales strategy need to change right now to take advantage of the current market we're in? This is a critical question every company in the building product space is asking because of what's going on with COVID. On today's show, we bring on a manufacturer who details the changes they've made to their sales team, their products, and their message to drive sales in the midst of COVID. Before we get into the show, I also want to make sure you know about two webinars we have coming up, one this Thursday and one next Thursday. The first one's going to be about how to drive awareness in the midst of COVID, what you need to be doing to be capitalizing on the increase in search demand. And the second one is what you can be doing to help your team, both your marketing and your sales team, sell more effectively virtually in today's market. Both of these webinars are going to help you springboard success. There's no sales pitch, no catch. We just want to bring helpful insight into the industry. Again, go to venvio.com slash webinar to sign up. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best sales team. I am Zach Williams. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Shane McNutt, who's the VP of Sales at Nudo, on the call with us today. Welcome to the show, Shane. Yep, thank you for having me. So, Shane, you are in, what did you say, southern part of Ohio, is that correct? Southeast Ohio, yes. Yeah, that's great. And tell us a little bit about Nudo. What do you all sell and who you all marketing to? Can you give us a little bit of background on the company? Yep. So Nudo Products was actually started by the Nudo family in the 1950s. We're located in Springfield, Illinois, where we do all of our manufacturing. Myself, I started in the industry uh, in 2008 with a company called Marlite. And in 2015, Nudo acquired Marlite through an acquisition. At that point in time, I took on some responsibility on the Nudo side of the business And then later that year, our current parent company, Versatech, actually acquired both companies. And I was asked to move over fully to the Nudo side of the business. At Nudo Products, we're a manufacturer of laminated panels. We consider ourselves the industry leader in lamination. We also provide FRP panels. We extrude our own vinyl molding and our own high-density polyethylene in-house, along with a number of specialty decorative panels. We go to market a couple different ways. There's two divisions that I oversee in my role. One is distribution, where we work with stocking partners across the country in the building product industry, the lumber industry, sign industry, and the agricultural are the main ones. And then on the OEM side is the other division where we work with a lot of the manufacturers that are building different units, whether it's in the modular industry, telecommunication, or, or any others. And you're the VP of sales in Nudo, correct? That is correct, the VP of sales. So what does that look like on like a, a weekly, monthly basis? What are you, what are you doing on a regular basis? Everything? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I try. I try to make myself busy. So yeah. um, you know, it's, it, my philosophy is I, I, I like to stay active. I, I like to be out in the field. It's kind of unique the way things are going the last couple of weeks with a lot of travel restrictions even moving into this role in January, I'm out in front of customers quite often. I, I attend a lot of the shows that we're involved in. On a day-to-day, I've got eight sales managers out in the field, four within each division. I try to communicate with them as often as possible, be here to support and assist them, constantly looking for ways to find new opportunities, whether that's projects, architects for us to get specified in or new leads and opportunities on the OEM side. 
And then outside of that, I've got a really good working relationship with the president of our company and our CEO. So we've got a number of weekly meetings that I'm involved in just giving updates. We're very metric driven companies. So we, we like to stay on top of things on a weekly basis just to make sure we stay on track. And, and if there's any issues, anything we're seeing that we can jump in and get it corrected right away. That's great. And you all, have you had to pivot quite a bit? because of COVID? It, it, it has been. And I, yeah. I, it's been uh, kind of interesting. I look at it two-way. It's kind of a struggle because we, we really excel when we're out in front of customers. That, that's mm. where we see our biggest bang. But I think that it's opened up the door for us to look at additional ways to get ourselves in front of customers. I mean, utilizing the online webinars is just something that a lot of my guys were not very knowledgeable on, didn't really use this as a tool. And we've been going through some training sessions, making sure we're in front of customers. I actually had one this morning myself with a customer over in Dubai, and we spent about an hour going over one of our product lines this morning with the entire sales team. How early were you up this morning? Was it an early meeting? Let's see, it was nine o'clock this morning. So oh, it okay, was, it's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. I was going to say with the time difference, just trying to coordinate what was going to work for me and what was going to work for them. But we made it work out and they're, they're very similar to us. They're all working remotely right now. So they were all able to make the timing work. That's great. You mentioned you sell to architects, builders, everyone across the board. You're doing a lot of webinars. Are you finding it's easier for you right now to get in front of people? Because frankly, nobody can go anywhere. I would fully agree with that. I, I think that a lot of people are either in the office or they're working from their home at the moment. So being able to set up these training sessions, being able to set up different types of calls with the customers has been really easy right now. I honestly think a lot of people are getting stir crazy being in the home. Yeah. So I, I think setting up the training and giving them something a little bit different to do has uh, uh, been really nice. And I think they're jumping on board wanting to uh, interact with these type of sessions. Are you pivoting your message at all? Like in the midst of this, or is your message staying the same? You're just saying, oh, well, when things get back to normal, are you talking about, hey, we don't know when this is going to end? How is your message changing because of the situation we're in. Yeah, so we actually have pivoted a little bit. So, I mean, there's a number of different industries we're involved in that we've sort of backed off a lot of them and we've really pivoted to focus on really the healthcare, the modular industry, just looking at ways we can continue to support our customers because we know a lot of our customers are trying to do the same thing. They want to keep their employees employed. They want to keep things moving. So we're sort of putting a big focus on that. We're looking at a couple marketing campaigns right now that are going to go live on LinkedIn tomorrow. One's directed towards the healthcare market, one towards the modular market. I have a lead generation coordinator that has been 100% focused on those two markets the last two weeks that we're getting information over to each of our sales managers so that they can proactively get in front of these new opportunities or send leads to our distribution partners. And then from my perspective, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So I'm always scouring the groups and the message boards and, and looking at articles where I'm seeing these different type of units going up and we're trying to figure out, okay, what can we do to assist with it? We've actually, it's been kind of beneficial because it's sort of proactively led us to develop some new panel systems, some new opportunities that we're looking at as a short-term help right now but a product line that we can continue to offer down the road as well. That's really, really smart. So, you know, one thing, and I, I don't know if you know this, Shane, this is a shameless plug, but we're holding a webinar here in a week or two 
specifically focused on how to sell online right now in the midst of what we're going through. And a lot of what we talk about at Envio is how to leverage social effectively. Yep. And you're doing a lot on LinkedIn. And you also have a lead generation person. Talk us through what does that process look like for Nudo and what are you driving at to try to get meetings or whatever it is in the current environment when it comes to your sales efforts? Yeah. So we, we look at it two different ways. Again, everything that I look at, I try to break it down between our two market segments. So with our distribution side, our, our lead generation coordinator is really heavily involved in Construct Connect. So he's looking for not only our products, but other areas of a building where our products could be used as a substitute. He's finding these projects and we're sort of dividing them out by territory, then breaking them out by state and filtering them to our strong partners. So we probably have over 200 stocking distributors across the country. So we're in every major city. They're really good partners. We try to align ourselves with somebody that's going to be dedicated and, and support us. So he's doing a really good job from that aspect to find the projects that we can filter out those opportunities. On the other side of it, looking at the OEM, what we've done the last six months or so is really take our top 10 markets that we're involved in, and we've got lead lists that we've put together. We've been utilizing Microsoft Teams quite a bit here. I started working with it about a year ago, and it just continues to evolve, and the COVID situation has actually really brought it up to the forefront that everybody within our company has now got it on their computer and is working with it. So in there, I've got a Teams file set up that's got leads for each of these markets. And over the last two weeks, we've sort of broken away and said, okay, we're going to really focus on the modular industry. So my coordinator is spending a lot of time researching, looking for the opportunities. He'll put them on the list so my sales guys can follow up. And then what I'm doing a lot is sort of scouring LinkedIn, looking for the articles, trying to look for the different groups. And then I'll find somebody find a company, find an opportunity. And it's a great tool to use to find a key contact and just send them a LinkedIn message. Might not be the right contact, but I'll tell you 90% of the time they'll respond to you and say, hey, reach out to so-and-so, they'll be able to help you out. So it's just a really good tool that I think is very beneficial in our, in our industries. Shane, what I love about what you're saying is you're trying to find content that your audience would find beneficial instead of just trying to find your audience and sell to them. Like, I think that's the biggest mistake people make when it comes to social selling or selling on LinkedIn is they're like, let me go find my audience and let me send them a message saying, you should buy from me. Or can I get a meeting with you? And there's a place for that. But it's like, I, I view these situations, I, I use this analogy a lot, but like, you know, when I met my wife, I didn't meet her and say, hey, would you like to get married today? Like asking for a sale or like asking for a meeting or a sales call right out of the gate from social doesn't always work. Frankly, it typically doesn't, but what you're doing is you're starting with that value prop. You're starting with how you can help them and you're then leveraging that to build a relationship to then get meetings. Is that correct? That's correct. I see it two different ways. I, I, I look at it just as you said, I'm, I'm looking for these articles and, and one really good example is a lot of these convention centers, I know they're doing it with the Superdome down in Louisiana right now. They're basically preparing it with beds and trying to, to make these makeshift hospitals to keep up with people. And I found an article, and I cannot remember the name of the convention center, but it was in New York. And I saw a picture of all these beds lined up and it just, it's like a light bulb went off that, well, what about 
temporary wall systems? What can go in there to help them? Because you're going to have all these people in there and you want to sort of keep them isolated. So I got with our new product development team and, and we've got a, a gentleman named Matt that's just a phenomenal and I, I can just throw out a couple ideas and he runs with it. And he spent the last week really developing a system that we're looking to launch. Hopefully today, it might be tomorrow, but it's something he's sort of been putting together. And I, I had a meeting with one of our largest customers yesterday and I just was sort of being proactive and I showed it to them and they're like, get me the details. Let me get it out to my team. We, we set up a training module that's going to go live on Monday with their entire network and, and it's going to hit a couple thousand inside and outside reps with this distributor. So it's again, looking at what we can find and finding a solution for any of the problems that are out there. It's just a key way to be able to stay in front of customers. And again, this leads up to my second point is exactly what you said. It's building relationships. And that's what I push to my sales team. If you just go in and you just give a, a five-minute elevator speech and, and you're monotone and, and it, it's just not going to work. It's, I've got a newer guy that, that started with me and even with my veteran guys, it's go in there try not to get in front of the front counter. Ask them to go back to their office so you can look around and see what they're interested in. Get to know them on a personal level and then ask them about the business. I said, build the relationship up and that customer is going to stick with you. If somebody comes in and says, hey, I can give you the same panel at a dollar a panel cheaper, they're not going to jump ship over pricing when you have those relationships build up. Well, what I like what you're saying too, Shane, is you're talking about value. You're talking about building a relationship and that's, that's critical. But what you're doing right now in the midst of COVID is you're pivoting your product development. I mean, I don't even want to ask you how much you guys are sleeping because you're probably not like, <laughs> trying not, to not pivot this lot. much. <laughs> not a lot. I mean, you're doing some really smart things here, which is you're trying to look at the situation and say, number one, how can I help the greater community? And then how can I also continue to push my business forward in the midst of this? You know, that level of pivot and that level of understanding, I think is what's needed in our industry and frankly, every industry out there because people are in need. They are, it's, it's the reality of the world we live in right now, but there's also opportunity to help people. And so if you can get creative in your product development and pivot quickly, there's a lot of opportunity there. So Shane, you guys have pivoted really nicely in the midst of this. You're still being aggressive. You're changing your message. You're changing your sales approach. You're trying to still build relationships. You're doing everything you can. Tell me what you think is going to happen. I know that's what everybody wants to know. Like, What is going to happen once this thing dies down and we find some sort of cure or some sort of treatment? What do you think is going to happen after this? all ends? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and it's something that I've talked with a number of customers about the last couple of weeks. So I think there's a couple things that'll happen. I think the healthcare industry is heavily going to change. I, I think companies are going to look at ways to be better prepared for these type of situations if something occurs again. I think looking at like what we're doing with developing a modular panel system, I think a lot of companies are going to look at that and say, okay, we've got to have something in place to be prepared in case we have to start converting things over again. I think they're going to look at each of the healthcare facilities as a whole and talk about how can we quickly and efficiently mobilize a modular unit, whether it's a tent going up, it's a a shipping container that's being dropped down or a modular building that's going up. So I think there's going to be a lot of focus on this moving forward. I just don't think it's going to go away and we're going to wait for the next issue to happen. But vice versa, talking with a lot of our modular accounts, I think they're looking at ways of what can we do because 
I'm talking to these accounts and they're talking about 6,000 units. They're talking about 12,000 units that they're looking to build. And once this is all said and done, they're like, what's going to happen with these 12,000 units? So they're looking at ways of, okay, once this is over with, how can we take that unit and use it somewhere else? And one of the, the popular things that are coming up is affordable uh, housing. They're looking at these units and saying, after it's done, because a, a lot of these modular builders are in hospitality, they're in the housing, and they're sort of being pulled into the, the healthcare side. And they're looking at ways to put panels in that can easily be converted into an affordable housing because that's going to be something that a lot of people are projecting with the unemployment rate going up and where people are going to go. I mean, I really hope we don't see a recession. I don't think we're going to see a recession. I, I honestly believe that we're going to come out of this strong. I think we've got a couple weeks ahead of us and I think we can get that, that curve moved over, go in the right direction. But again, I, I think that we're just looking at ways to evolve in that. So I think the modular builders are, are looking at ways to take those units and utilize them for something else. So they're just not being tore down and used as scrap material. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about here is something we actually spoke about in last week's podcast, which is having a strategy for right now is critical. Everyone had to pivot very quickly. Like no one really knew that this was going to happen to the extent that it has happened, but also being proactive in what the next step is going to be. What's life post COVID and how are you adapting your product development, your marketing, your sales approach, everything to that. And so what you're saying is from your vantage point, post COVID, there's a lot of opportunity in modular housing. There's a lot of opportunity with healthcare and finding ways to not only market to them, but to innovate your product line around that. Is, is that where you're trying to go as well, Shane? Is that correct? It is. And that's what we're sort of trying to do on our perspective. I mean, we've sort of been going through a, a phase where we've been trying to update our website. We're getting more focus. You used to go to the Nudo website and we had three market segments. We've now added OEM solutions. We've added stages and mezzanine. We've, we've sort of been evolving. Well, it, right now, the main focus of our website is the COVID-19 situation. And, mm -hmm. and we've got a bunch of options on there because the way we look at it at Nudo, we, we don't sell on price. We sell on that value-added proposition. So we talk about we're stocking 75,000 sheets of raw material. We can quickly turn product around. We have our own preferred carrier systems that are out on the road on a weekly basis. So it's all the value added. And we've got that on our website, but we've also got a specific link on there talking about the modular industry. And in talking with my marketing person and talking with my president, after we get through this, we're just going to continue to build on that because we've sort of dabbled in that type of industry. But I, I really see that as an industry that's going to continue to grow both on a residential and a commercial side down the road. Shane, this has been awesome. I'm so thankful for your transparency and frankly, your willingness to share what's, what you see is working right now because this is a very unique economic situation that we're in in the midst like because a lot of companies want to continue to drive sales but they're finding that they have to pivot for any manufacturer that's listening to the show what advice would you give them for right now in this moment as well as post-covid what would you tell them yeah i think it just goes along with some of the things we talked about earlier it's not just going to a customer and just trying to sell them what you have it's finding a solution to the problem. So do your research and really brainstorm on what you can come together, what you can bring. I, I'm, I'll go back to that modular wall. I, I had some ideas and when I got this info over to Matt, it's completely evolved into something else. Get multiple people involved in this. Just don't try to 
go out there one person and develop something, get a couple people, get brainstormed, bring a team together and really find a solution. I mean, that's one thing I really push to my guys. I mean, a lot of our business, you, you look at our website and we have our standard products, but a lot of our business is custom. It's finding a solution for our customers needs. So that's a really big thing. And then looking post COVID-19, I think a lot of people are starting to, to realize there's a, so many more tools that are out there. I mean, again, I, I've looked at it and I've pushed my guys face to face is key, getting in front of customers. But I mean, I got, I got four guys on the OEM side and four on the distribution side. You can just imagine the size of these territories and the amount of time being out on the road, being able to set something up, being able to set up a training session, being able to do something online when you are in your home office. I just think this is going to really open up the door. And I would just recommend it. Other manufacturers really look at that as a tool, not only to use now, but to use in the future as well. That's great. Shane, man, thank you so much again for coming on the show. If someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, LinkedIn's a great way. As I mentioned before, I'm very heavily involved in LinkedIn. You can follow uh, Nudo on there or connect directly with me or my email address is another good way. It's shane.mcnutt at nudo.com and I'd be glad to get back in touch with you. Awesome. We'll make sure we link to that in the show notes. Again, Shane, thank you so much for coming on. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. And if you want to sign up for our upcoming webinar on how to sell online and to grow awareness in the midst of this economic movement, please go to venvio.com slash webinar. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnicola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.